five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome back, everybody. This is Three Putts Later, and I'm your host, Ryan Sylvester. And this podcast is brought to you by Toby Moon Productions. I want to quickly apologize for those listening uh, ahead of time with the audio quality as we are in quarantine and I typically step out of uh, the apartment to go to a quieter place, a little bit, um, has a little bit better acoustics, it doesn't bounce off the walls as much, it's a little bit better, I'm able to get a little bit better quality where I used to go, but that is shut down. Um, so I am here recording in our dining room um, next to Marshmallow. So a little bit different. Uh, so I do apologize for for any echoing. You may hear some cars in the background. Again, I'm, I do apologize. Um, hopefully this one this is just temporary. And uh, we can get back to some normalcy very soon. Uh, but um, I want to try to stay on the positive side of this. I know everyone's kind of in the same boat, uh, being in quarantine and, and dealing with these, uh, these difficulties in our, in our life. Um, so I'm not going to report too much on that, um, on, on the virus. You can get plenty of that from the news. Um, try to save everyone's mental health, especially my mental health. Uh, trying to stay away from listening to the news but keeping up to date on it as much as I can to just be informed. It's just like a delicate balance. Um, and, and we're just trying to do our part by staying in, inside and um, staying home, trying to make the most out of it. We uh, watched a ton of movies. Recently we watched Frozen 2, uh, which was big hype. Um, I wanted to actually go see it in the theaters. Never got to it, and then I guess it just it came out. I put it out on on Disney Plus. Um, so me and Brianna watched that the other other night. Um, I was fairly surprised. Um, the first Frozen came out, I believe two thousand thirteen. Um, I guess it was like targeted for anyone older, any kids older than five, even if some younger. But I think their main target was that. And then the Frozen Two came out, you know, like about six years after. So now the people that have watched Frozen 1, Frozen, uh, they're probably 10, 11. And, and you could tell that, that it, it, it's funny. And Disney does that a lot with their movies. And they kind of grow with their, with, their, with their audience. And it, it had a totally different vibe. It was like more adult-ish. But still had some funny kid parts. So it was like kind of playing into both. And kind of how, like, Toy Story. Like, Toy Story did the same thing. Um, but anyway, you know, I found it to be a little bit more adult-wise. It, um, although Olaf made me laugh every single time I saw him out there. His character, the actor who, who plays his voice, is just uh, phenomenal. Um, great. It was a good movie. I, I, I gave it... a a good rating. I don't know what Brianna would say. I think she was a little bit different about it. I enjoyed it. It was okay. It, you know, would I watch it again? Mm, possibly. P 
Possibly. I will leave it to possibly. I think um, even Frozen, I only, you know, would I watch that one again? Um, and I think I'm in the same boat, possibly. But both very well done. Um, so anyway, just, yeah, I mean, try to stay positive. Watch watch movies. Spend some family time. Play games. Um, we're going to try to bring out the Scrabble board and hopefully not kill each other. So um, I'll probably give you an update on, on how that goes, too. But um, back to back to the episode. Um, before I get started, I want to note we are down nine PGA Tour events. They have canceled uh, two majors, the Masters and the PGA Championship, have been postponed. Um, so that's where we are at golf-wise. Uh, obviously, the Olympics have been postponed. So that affects um, the golf side as well, being that golf, uh, this is going to be two years in a row. They recently introduced it in the Rio Olympic Games in 2016, and it was um, obviously coming back. It had a huge, huge, huge uptick. Um, I think got a ton of fantastic reviews from the Rio Games, and really the anticipation for it this year was, was really high. I was... I was really excited for it, no matter, you know, who, you know, whatever players qualified for their for their countries, and I think it was just going to be a really good field and a really exciting tournament, but we'll have to, we'll have to wait, I think they were saying summer 2021, um, so we'll, we'll wait and we'll see, there's really not much you can really do about that, I think, um, you know, it, it was inevitable. I thought they were going to make the announcement a little bit sooner. Um, but they held out, and I think they may have getting, been getting some pressure from from athletes, from other countries. I know Australia and Canada, they came out and said, like, look, we're not playing, if, if this, even if it goes on. Um, so I don't know if a lot of people backed them up. And I say people, countries, nations, I don't know if they backed uh, each other up and just said, look, this needs to be postponed. You know, a lot of athletes were, were nervous about it as well. And funny enough, but not funny, we were kind of talking, you know, the same issues in 2016 uh, for the Rio games because, uh, if you remember, the Zika virus was a huge, huge deal. Um, and where the Olympics were in comparison to to that virus, it, a hot spot. I mean, it, there's no doubt about it. Um, now, I'm not comparing the two viruses. I'm not saying one's worse than the other. I'm not even going to get into that scientifically. I'm just saying the correlation between the two, having both Olympic Games being surrounded by a virus. That's it. I don't need any backlash by saying, well, this one was worse, this was... No, no, no. I'm just saying that there's a correlation between the two, and and that's it. I'm not going to go scientifically. I get it. They both suck. Um, but it's postponed. Uh, the, the Rio Olympics, they kept going. Uh, a lot of players um, opted out, um, notably on the golf side, Roy McIlroy believe qualified and said I'm not going to participate due to Zika um, 
And, you know, people make, you know, personal decisions. I think that's what we were going to come into if they hadn't postponed um, this Olympic Games. So, um, but they did. And so, anywho, we're, I mean, even if, even if they had the games, and let's just say they, they went on with it, nations, you decide what to do. I think even the U.S. was, was hinting towards, you know, holding people's back, some people to participate. And, um, that's not what you want. I don't think that's, that's not the, the way you want to go about it. But let's, let's speak hypothetically here. And I kind of want to focus on the scheduling side of it for a little bit and kind of walk you through how the scheduling would have been more chaotic if they had had the, the games. And this postponement actually alleviates and allows the PGA Tour to reassess and reset the schedule. And it opens up the door for a, a more fair process for qualifying. Um, so, so here it is. I mean, we're looking... The tournament for the, for the Tokyo Games was supposed to be July 30th uh, through August 2nd. Okay? Now, the deadline for qualifying would have been in June 22nd and we're assuming that the golf would have resumed by June. That doesn't give you much time to qualify or try to qualify for your for your Olympic team. Um, so in that sense, um, we can see a more fair process moving forward from here on out. Now, the Olympics would have been sandwiched between two, you know, basically two major events. It would have been two weeks after, no, I'm sorry, sorry, two weeks before the, the FedEx Cup and two weeks after the Open. And, and so maybe I should say it the other way. So it would have been two weeks after the Open and two weeks before the PJ, uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs. So it's a lot of tournaments uh, spanned, a lot of tournament golf and golf being played in those what six, you know, five six weeks. So a lot of players, Dustin Johnson more notably, came out and saying um, that even if he did qualify for the games, um, he would have passed. Not because of the virus, not because of anything else, but strictly just the, the scheduling chaos that would have um, taken over a lot of these people's, uh, these athletes and golfers' um, schedules. So, you know, does it have any effect on, you know, a lot of players? Probably not. He may have just been one um, in that aspect. But now that it's pushed back, those spots can be filled um, and they were talking about in September putting the PGA Championship because remember they have to they just put, they postponed two majors they got to fill them in and um, they were trying to figure out where to put them if the Olympics so now they they have some options now but before all that I think the assumption was um, PGA Championship in September and Masters in October. And I'm 
selfishly banking on the Masters in October. I think it would be an awesome tournament in that time. Um, I know we tend to see up north, we tend to see our golf courses be in the best shape at that time. Um, we run our three-day member guest the first weekend in October, so I'm hoping that they line up. Uh, we can try to do a Masters theme, Augusta style, um, pimento cheese sandwiches, uh, the whole nine yards, um, and hopefully they do line up. So selfishly, I'm, I'm hoping that happens. Likelihood is it's, it may not, um, but it still would be pretty cool. And even if it's in the same month, maybe we can get away with it. We'll see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll tackle that when it when it gets closer. But um, yeah. So pushing all these things back and and talking a little bit more about the fair process um, for qualifying. Um, Tiger Woods was very vocal, and I bring him up just because he had missed um, a couple uh, opportunities and tournaments. Prior um, to them post um, canceling events and postponing, um, uh, he missed out on the Arnold Palmer Invitational and uh, the players, and who knows if he was going to miss um, the tournament before the Masters. And everyone was, you know, hyping it up that you know he was just getting ready for you know the Masters, and typically that's you know that that was his mo, and I think that's his strategy of it. But um, so. This pushes a lot of that back, so he can now, um, instead of hopefully they start in June and the cutoff date being June twenty second, he wouldn't have had, you know, pretty much the team would have been set in stone. It would have been, you know, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley, and Patrick Reed. Those are the four that you're going to see representing our nation uh, in in the Olympics if they had not postponed. Take it for what it is. Uh, you know, I have my opinions. I'm sure everyone else has their opinions. Um, I think Kepka was on the same page with, with Dustin in the scheduling, so he may have opted out, which would have brought the next person, next next man up kind of mentality. So who knows how that would have panned out? But that's if that was you know if it had ended. So Tiger wasn't wouldn't even been in the question. He. Excuse me, sorry. He now sits he sits 11th in the world rankings. Um and that's frozen because there hasn't been any any tournaments. So um now with the postponement and hopefully the qualifying process being pushed um you know and trying to figure out a fair way to do that um you know you can you can have those names get mixed up here and there. I mean Right now, I guess, yeah, they're the, they're the hot names in golf. They're the ones who have who have won or have, have kept their standing. Um, Kepka had an unbelievable year last year. Um, Justin Thomas is just very consistent. And Patrick Reed, you know, I th- he's won maybe once. Or, I th- definitely once, maybe twice on tour already um, before um, the cancellation this season. Um, and, you know... I. Patrick Cantley, the same same boat. I mean, they're all in there. So those names could get mixed up, um, you know, down the stretch. So it'll be really interesting to see. And I think it it's what golf may need to get going again. Um, I say that only because I think it's gonna I think it's gonna take some time for people to get 
back. Even though, you know, we want to get back to normalcy, I think it will take some time for everyone to get back into the swing of things. So having these athletes, these players, not only playing for, let's say, the money or their exemptions or the notoriety or all these things, they are now going to be competing for a spot to represent their their nation in the Olympics, which adds a huge, a, another layer to it. And I think we need, and again, this is what I think golf needs, um, not only the you know, the the rivalries that are already established internally in the PGA Tour. I think this is going to add another layer to that. The up and down, who's going to beat out who for the Olympics? Who's going to go and represent uh, the U.S. or England or, or Spain? You know, these, you know, there's a, a bunch of good players out there. Um that this field is going to be tight. It's going to be really fun to see and really fun to watch. I'm, I'm, I was already super pumped for it, and we just have to, you know, we just have to wait it out. But I think it's what golf needs. I think we need Tiger to come back. I think we need, we need the competition of representing your nation in the Olympics. Um, like all those trials, like all these other athletes, the sprinters, you know, gymnasts, they go through all these tedious uh, qualif- qualification processes. And I think golf needs that. I think it's really fun to watch. You know, I don't know about you, but I find myself sometimes watching the, the, the qualifying for whatever, you know, the Olympic teams. You know, you it's on TV, you watch it, you're into it because these people are, you know, these... I see people, these athletes are playing, and some of them are just kids. They're playing for the chance to represent their nation in an Olympic game. It is just, um, it adds to that atmosphere to it. It adds to the whole the whole experience. I think, um, oh, so I, I'll stand by my, my, my words. I think it's what golf needs. I think we need kind of that mentality. Um you know, I don't think you're going to see too many people crowding each other once we get through this. <laughs> Even if, you know, if we get back to a little normalcy, I don't think you'll see the crowds at the at, at sporting events. Um, there may be a handful here and there. Um, it may take some time for people to get back into that, to that mentality. I think it will become a mentality. Um unfortunately and again i'm trying to stay on the positive side of it but i do think it's going to take some time for people to get back to going to sporting events going to pj tour events to spectate i think it's just going to take some some time so with that said uh i think we you know take the time with this whole coronavirus is COVID-19 and and spend some time with your family um I know we we just did a huge FaceTime um trying to FaceTime and video chat as many people as possible again using our social social distancing and and just making the most of it I think that's the best way to get through this um 
Social media has been absolutely fantastic. I think they're trying to do their part um, with the, you know, all the the workouts, the mental health, the, you know, people staying connected in that environment. Crazy how this day, I mean, we're, you know, told, you know, so <laughs> stay off your phones, they're, they're rotting you. And, and now it's our only connection to, you know, to talking to people or, or seeing them, um, until this, this, this passes. So I think in, in that aspect, let's, um, let's just everyone, you know, stay, stay positive, stay healthy and subscribe. <laughs> it's crazy how I segmented that in there. No, please. Uh, if you like what you hear, um, please subscribe to our, to this podcast wherever you may get your podcasts, and give us a follow on Instagram at Three Putts Later Pod. Uh, there you can kind of keep up with what's going on, release dates for episodes, um, current events that are going on. I like to send out some uh, some Q and A things where you can uh, you can reach me. I'm open for any suggestions, so so please do. And uh, I look forward to to the feedback. I look forward to hearing from you guys. And uh, until next time, see you later.